Blog Talk Radio. Truth. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence by the military-industrial complex. Are the Bible's prophecies today's reality? This could be the sign that signals the return of Christ. World leaders are working behind the curtain. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. Secret societies, secret oaths, secret proceedings. Now, get ready for an hour of truth that will make you think. We'll examine Bible prophecy and see how close we are to the return of Jesus Christ for His church. You're in the zone. Politics, Israel, the Middle East, the revised European superstate, and more. All in the zone. This is the Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Jesus paid the penalty when he was on the cross, bared 
the sins of the whole world on the cross. And when he's talking to the church of Philadelphia, he said that you were weak. And uh, you needed, uh, that means you, we need his help. And this ministry needs his help. We, we're not going to be able to function without God's help. Now, this month, uh, I have four, three hosts, including myself, or four hosts. And we are headed to about 7,000 listens this month. Uh, we could have been more. Could have, I'm estimating that we could have been 14, 15, 16,000 listens. I mean, I'm going to say easily. But a lot of the times we've never done a month has 20 shows. So if we were to do 20 shows, we'd probably be well over uh, 15,000 listens in that month. And that's just on uh, Ustream. No, excuse me, what am I talking about? That's just on Blogs Talk Radio. Uh, we are going in one other place, well, a few other places, but we are going in uh, uh, the Prophecy Zone. Uh, the prophecy zone is growing. Oh, man, I must be tired because I keep repeating myself. Um, the prophecy zone is growing in various uh, video outlets. And one of our best outlets is the Ultimate 2, where we are uh, doing great. But we 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 have fairly, rarely to stretch the surface. Uh, of what we can do as a uh, as a unit, uh, we are stretching the surface of what we can do as a network. So let us pray to the Lord that He will bless us. Now Jesus has blessed this ministry greatly, and. Uh, I can't say anymore. Now, now here is uh, some things that I wanted to talk to y'all about. Uh, And one of them is uh, that we don't know how close we are or how far away we are. At this point, uh, only God knows. We do, however, believe that it is close. And uh, if we believe that uh, it is close, then we also must believe that we must live holy lives. And uh, that is what I set out to do. Is to live a life pleasing to the Lord. Uh, now, in the last couple of months, we have decided, uh, I have decided for myself, to ignore a lot of the things that were happening on Baltar Radio and uh, some of the people on Baltar Radio. Um, and I, I'm not saying I ignored brothers and sisters. I just decided to take myself out of the camp uh, from people who uh, decided that they want to fight over small, uh, significant, but insignificant as far as salvation is concerned. I always think that the rapture of the church, Brother God will come back for us before during, after, in between, that, uh, that that will be important. Uh, now, it is important because it teaches us that we need to be living holy lives, that he can come back at any moment. And I believe that the pre-trippers 
have it right. Uh, and it has kept me, well, Jesus has kept me, but it has kept me from just, you know, being sustained and the thought that he can come back at any moment and judge me. Uh, so I, I look at the current events as a blessing and not a curse. Some people look at when we talk about Bible prophecy, uh, they look at the things that we talked about as if it was a negative rather than a positive or a blessing rather than a curse or a curse rather than a blessing. I think people get so caught up in this world and the things in the world and the events in the world that just like Jesus said in Luke 21, that these things can come upon you suddenly like a snare. And you're so busy paying the bills, which is important. Do you want to be thrown out on the street? Do you? <laughs> it's important. But uh, it's not to a point where you will lose your eternal soul. Now, God talked about uh, the seed falling on different ground. And one of the seeds, one of the grounds that it fell on had thorns, and thorns grew up with the seed over the plant, and it choked the word, or choked the, choked the plant, which it cannot live. And I take it the plant with wheat. So you have wheat and tares growing up together in a certain parable. Um, the seed, of course, was the word of God. And the thorns were the cares of his life. And the cares of his life choked uh, the word out. And that's exactly what it's doing today, folks. And we at this ministry want to bring you the word of God that you will be aware of the things that are taking place uh, that you will not be taken by surprise. Um, God is coming back and his reward is what he's also coming back to judge the world. He's already come to save the world, not coming back to judge the world. And a lot of preachers are preaching easy believism uh, that you can say, I'm sorry, God, and get up and continue your merry way. Everybody's invited to your wedding. Everybody's invited to be saved. Yeah, everybody is invited to be saved. But everybody's also invited to look intently into his word. Bible says, search the scriptures. He told the Pharisees that you search the scriptures thinking that you might find life, eternal life, but they about me. That's what the scriptures are about. That's what Jesus said. So I was just, we need to search the scriptures. We need to search out the word. We need to search for truth. Uh, David said, I have heard your word in my heart that I should not sin against you. So we're too busy running up and trying to do these ministries that we can't even search the scriptures. And that's what we're going to do at this ministry, search the scriptures. Search the scriptures that we may be able to preach the true word of God. And to love our brothers. I do love the brothers and sisters that on Wall Talk Radio. But I just decided to take myself out of, of, of these fights, little bit these fights, expect, and, and just preach the word. And I am looking for brothers to fellowship, even from long distance, but it's going to take a while to regain, uh, get some brothers and sisters that 
can trust. Um, that I trust that they are following God's word and they're not gonna come to me and and, and decide they wanna uh, uh brand me as a you know as a uh, person to, who I say one wrong thing, <laughs> they wanna brand me off. I'm like, you know what, uh these are the last days. We don't have no time for that. Um, I mean, some brothers even ignore you. Some brothers, you invite on your show, and they don't show up. And then they don't say nothing. I'm sorry, I didn't show up. I mean, just, I just got tired of it. This blog talk radio just kills me with some of these guys on here. But I pray for them. I pray for them. And uh, I don't have any personal vendettas. That's why I ain't saying that about this. Is the, I, I've been having this on my mind ever since last year. We almost won in March, and I haven't said anything about it since. I've been having this problem since October. It was just like, you just got to not show up on the show because of what I, what I do. <laughs> you know, listen to some of my past shows. Ted stated that maybe you decided that there's not a pre-trip rapture but a post. Oh. No, he's a heretic. Or, I don't know. I really don't. This is the first time I actually thought about it. I thought, <laughs> talk to y'all. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And um, by the way, I'm talking pretty low because I'm down in my office and my son is sleeping in the next room. So I'm trying to be quiet. Both sons. I'll be back. Connecting the dots and showing you why we are more vulnerable than ever. Greetings, fellow Americans. This is David Robertson, inviting you to come be a part of an American Warning Radio, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. You've seen the pieces. Now, come see the bigger picture an American Warning Radio with your host, David Robertson, on this and many other networks that value liberty. All they're getting is mainstream media stuff. That's all they're getting, including Fox News. The American Warning Program with David Robertson, uh, just a great show. Uh, all kidding aside, the, the numbers are really going, starting to go up on that program, and I think one once people realize that that's on now live Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on this very station, you're going to be tuning in a lot more. That guy makes a lot of sense, and he's really good at what he does. Warning. Warning. America's habit forming. Habit habit forming. Use the truth carefully. Get more information at anamericanwarning.com. That's anamericanwarning.com. Make 
before the tribulation period begins. And uh, everything is set in the stage uh, for this to happen. Now, the East uh, against the West is the globalist dream. Is the globalist dream for the East and the West uh, uh, to destroy themselves. Uh, but they also want Christianity and Islam to destroy each other. But I don't know how they come up with the stupid uh, thought that they want Christianity and Islam to destroy themselves. Don't they know who is in charge of Christianity? I'll give you a hint. Christ. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. It's almost amazing, folks, that a lot of these guys that are in the globalist movement uh, are not even the ones pulling the strings, not even the ones who we say is the Illuminati. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 that we fight not against flesh and blood, against powers and principalities. So, yeah, a man might break in your house. But who's, who's getting them to break in your house? I mean, a guy might rob a bank, but who's getting them to rob a bank? Uh, a person may rape a lady, but who's getting them to rape the lady? Yeah, we are. We are self-will agents, and we are all sinners, and we will stand in front of God to give an account. We will be sent to heaven or hell. And if you do all those things, you'll be sent to hell. But, uh, who is getting them to do all these things? Uh, you suppose John F. Kennedy's murder was uh, satanically induced? You, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're the president of the United States or a bum in the alley who uh, two guys running to one and they saw you at the stove buying some beer and you pulled out a lot of money because you got a social security check. And they kick your tail and kill halfway kill you and kill you. Satan doesn't care. So you saying that Satan's values they Satan's not a respected folk persons, folks either. Bible says God is not a respected person. Satan ain't either. He'll use you no matter how low or know how high you are. Of course he'd rather use someone who can oh man, you know who he'd rather use? He'd rather use somebody in the church to bring other people to hell. The most effective person to bring people to hell is, is a defecto pastor. A pastor who uh, leads his flock over the cliffs. But uh, enough of that. But anyway, the Middle East seems to be flaring up, but and what direction? Now we know that the book of Ezekiel 38-39 involves Russia, but it also involves Islamic nations rather than Arab nations. So why does it not involve Arab nations? Could it be that the Arab nations are to be taken out before the Islamic nations get involved? Could be. A lot of speculation. But it's it, it's a joyful thing. See, some people, like I said earlier, believe that when crazy Christians like me, fundamentalists, so-called, talk about Jesus coming back, we're weird. We're crazy. We're dumb. But they're the same people. The same people who say this are the same people who question the world, question why does this happen, why does that happen, and why, why, why. And the question is to you, I ask today, is why? Why does things happen? And if you know the Bible, the reason why things happen is because we are under curse. 
God even said that the ground was cursed when he said to talk to Adam in the garden. said that you will be working and toiling for the rest of your life. But anyway, the middle east, I was reading Genesis, and God was calling aloud to Israel that he made a promise that to Abraham that he would have 12 princes. That this God would have many, many, many people after him. He would create out of Israel many nations, many powerful nations that could be fighting each other all the time. And that's exactly what's going on. Even amongst Egyptians, even amongst Libyans, they're fighting each other. Even among Palestinians. But they're shaking, they're trying to get freedom. Uh, more so than thing. <laughs> but it looks to me like it's more like a revolution. And maybe the West, and the media in the West is keeping it quiet, that maybe it is a revolution. Um, Daniel chapter 8 talks about uh, when Alexander the Great Empire uh, was broken up into four, and there were four generals. And one of the generals' empire became the uh, Assyrian Empire. And uh, Antiochus Epiphanes was in charge of the one of the empire. And the Bible says that the Antichrist will be the mimic of Antiochus Epiphanes from the Assyrian Empire, <coughs> which was the property of Iraq, Syria, and Lebanon. So the Antichrist will come out of these, this region. And that's why I believe, folks, that we are in a uh, non uh, turning back situation in the Middle East. I believe that it'll be the rise of an Islamic prince or a king who will take over one of these nations I just mentioned. And he will rise up to take over a sector of the ten, which is three. What division? Now, does the Bible say this? No, I'm just reading into it. Should I read into it? No, but it's fun. Actually, yeah, we should. We could read to it. God didn't say the should not read into it. Um, it says he shall subdue three of the first ten. Now, some people think that he subdued them by ripping them apart and spitting them out and going to war with these guys. I don't think that's the case. When God told Abraham, uh, or he told uh, Adam, or he told any of his people to subdue the earth or uh, multiply and have kids, you know, he told them to subdue them. Did they go out and burn the fields and destroy the animals? No, they subdued it by training the animals, feeding the animals, cultivating the animals cultivating the land. That's what the Bible is saying. He, the Antichrist says, so do three of the first ten, meaning he must take over a region. Maybe it's the Middle Eastern region. Because don't forget the old empire and the old Roman Empire uh, circumference the Europe, the Middle East, and Africa, parts about this, northern Africa. So, but that being said, the things that are happening today could be uh, a revolution that's taking place to set the groundwork for the Antichrist to be revealed. And will it be a Sunni? I don't know, but the uh, Islamic religion counts on the Mahdi to rise up. And they say that he will be a Sunni out of the Sunni tribe. Uh, so 
anyway, that, that seems to be happening now. There are these things coming to the United States. Well, the United States is definitely for economic collapse. And it's funny how you can look at President Obama on TV saying, these people, you know, are, how dare you, you know, stand up against people who are trying to uh, stand for freedom or something like that. I'm like looking at him like, oh, man, are you kidding me? That same stuff is coming here. We're going to be doing it for you. It's just like we're doing for the Aussie and uh, the, the Egyptian leader uh, in the next couple of months or years. Oh, and also Lindsey Williams, who is a reverend, Lindsey Williams, uh, who uh, knows some guys from the inside. Uh, you know, uh, he's on the Alex Jones show and a few other shows come on. And this guy's very reliable because I've heard him say the things that he said. Well, when the gas prices were at 150, he said that they're going to drop to 50 because some of the insiders told him. And it turned out to drop to 50. Now he's saying the gas prices would go back up to 150 to $200, driving the gas prices super high. And he also said the dollar will collapse at the end of 2012. Now that in 2012. Well, prediction, I don't know, but uh, does it have anything to do with supernatural events in 2012? I don't think so. If if things does take place in 2012, then it was God's coordination. It wasn't the Mayan calendar and all this other stuff. They, they may use the Mayan calendar. They may use the 2012 predictions to to bring the Antichrist to the scene and say, look, I've saved the world from total destruction. But we don't know because things could test transpire this year also. So we don't know. We don't even know if it can be five or ten years away again because um, a lot of us believe that these things were going to take place even sooner. I know I did. So, um, for us to take sit here and make predictions, I, I'm not going to try to get any credit for it anymore. Because that, that's what it is, people, the spirit of credit. When we want to be right at the expense of other people, it's, it's stupid. I think it's ignorant and it's not love. Uh, now, do I want judgment to fall on America? No. And yes, at the same time. Say why yes, because it's eventually going to happen. But I want people to be saying, that's why I'm doing what I do. Am I doing it for money? No, not now. Will I ever do it for money? Could, could not. Maybe. I'm not asking you for money. Uh, but I do believe that we are headed for some climactic events to take place in the near future. And uh, Jesus is Lord of uh, all these events. And we say, well, uh, I just want God to come and smack this person, you know, smack these people. Well, God died on the cross for these. God died on the cross for, believe it or not, greatness. God died on the cross for abortion, people who get abortion. So I'm not going to sit up here and say, I want God to judge. Yeah, I want God to judge. It's not like I'm a hypocrite or something. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? It's as if I'm, I'm contradicting myself. Because love does that. I mean, love does that. I don't want anybody to die. I mean, do y'all understand that hell is eternal? I mean, I. Hell is forever and forever, ever, ever. I can say that all night. It still won't cover hell. Heaven is forever, ever, ever. But hell, y'all, is... I don't even think preachers... I mean, we need to stop. We need to stop and think about hell. And it is... I mean... You know, Mary Kate, Mary Baxter supposedly went to hell. And also, um, what's his name? Um, Please. I don't know if they did or not. I 
pray to God they did for their sake. Uh, I believe weep more than I do Mary Baxter, but uh, I wish God did take some of us to hell for a few days. I mean, if it was true. I believe that we're going to find out when we get to heaven that the the natural things of life, the natural processes of life was more of a we have to take everything by faith. And if we if we have the faith, if we believe that somebody had to go to hell to prove something when I didn't or you didn't or somebody that listened to the show from Canada didn't, why should he take these two? But then again, they're preaching the message and they're being effective. So I, I, I don't know. We just have to listen to the fruit that these people are producing. Uh, Mr. Weiss, uh, and I got his book too, sounds more credible than than um, Ms. Baxter. And I won't get into any of that, but I, I would love for Susan Hosea to uh, do a show with me on that, on those two individuals. And I'm pretty sure that somebody out of all the people of the world who went to hell temporarily, could have been. I don't know. Uh, but I think, you know what, folks? I think the, the greatest story that you can ever have is Lazarus and the rich ruler. And neither of them ever came back to tell the story. But technically, yeah. I'm hating to use that word technically, but technically, yeah, the rich ruler did get a chance to give his sign. And the... Uh, and the young man Lazarus gave his side, and uh, uh, it's clear that he can't come back because there's a golf there. So if there's a golf there, then that means that Mary Baxter couldn't have never. I don't know. Y'all know where I'm going with this. But uh, anyway, the show is heading in great places. We we have. Uh, we have we have, we're heading towards seven thousand, and that's just for a few shows. I mean, we only did twelve shows the whole month of February, and we got twelve thousand. Uh, I mean, excuse me, we got seven thousand uh, listens off of uh, Ball Talk Radio, <clears throat> and that's not to mention when the website goes up, what's going to happen then, or when we start to really boogie oogie on YouTube. Uh, what's going to happen there? You stream, we got 11,000, uh, actually 15,000 on one video. And that's just me talking about YouTube. So imagine what's going to happen there. So we're, 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 we're doing some things that we're actually, you know, we're actually, we're, we're truly blessed. Um, we've been able to talk to thousands of people about Jesus Christ. And uh, we want to be in the millions and next year or so. And uh, the only way we're going to do that is through Jesus Christ. We're not going to do it with our own power. It's, it's not going to work, folks. Um, anyway, uh, our generation is headed over eclipse. Uh, and I get that mostly by looking at my own kids. You probably say, well, you you got to raise your kids to where they should go. Yeah, yeah, I should. Uh, but uh, no excuses. Uh, the house that you paint and you preach the gospel, you go out here and preach the gospel, and the house that you that you paint uh, needs to mirror what you're preaching, right? Um, and that is the most important thing: is that the house is the raise the people, the house is the initiator of what the child is going to believe spiritually, uh, you would think. But there are a lot of preachers who uh, children end up, end up in the wrong place uh, in life. And uh, there's nothing better than prayer, deep, deep prayer, because like Billy Graham's son, uh, uh, he's now preaching the gospel to millions and millions of people, but he used to do all kinds of stuff. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think Franklin Graham is the only one. 
Good. Well, I won't say that. Franklin Brown, not from what I see, he he's okay. But um, God bless his father. His father's kind of here in our courts. But uh, with old age, uh, I don't know. So uh, we need to pray for Billy Graham. Because Billy Graham was one of the good he is still well, one of the greatest preachers ever. And uh, to fear our core so much and to say that uh, we could be saved by uh, mere just belief and uh, God is going to save everyone at the end is that it's kind of like a useless gospel, right? I think it is. So you're telling me it's Islam, the people of Islam is going to be saved as well. Uh, that doesn't sound like Jesus to me. But Franklin Brown seems to be still on target. So we should pray for uh, these gentlemen. Uh, I really still respect Billy Brown. And uh, I'm praying that some of my church members that I well, used, to, <coughs> used to be church members are right when they say that uh, maybe he's sick. But does that really justify you being on the food bed if you're sick and your memory's gone, you need to sit down somewhere. If you're going to mess with the gospel, is it really worth it? I don't think it is. We're going to take another break. We'll be right back. What you just heard was an actual recording of my daughter's heartbeat within my womb. And ever since my husband Jeff saw our moving, active, vibrant daughter by way of live ultrasound image and heard her precious heartbeat within the womb, he's been horrified that we as a society legally kill our children at this stage of life. As a society, we legally kill our children. This is the greatest human rights issue of our day. To join in the conversation, Fridays, 9 to 11, Visit WeKillChildren.org and find the show. That's WeKillChildren.org. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity Show on Box Radio. Now, we don't go blowing up people and killing our enemies because God never told us to do so, but we're literalists in our interpretation of what the Bible says. We believe it verbatim, we believe it verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and we live accordingly. So why is that so hard to believe that Muslims would do the same because the Quran puts no limitations on the violence and the war against those who stand opposed to Islam, where... The, the Bible in the New Testament, especially in grace under which we live, Jesus never mandates that we do such a thing. So, you know, they're literalists, and we are literalists. Theirs causes them to be violent. Rapture Ready Radio, live on Tuesday and Saturday, and the BB Report live on Thursday. Visit www.raptureadyradio.com for more show information. My name is Phil Armstrong, and I'd like to invite y'all to join us on the Property Zone every Thursday and Sunday as we talk about the soon coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're going to talk about world events like the Mark of the Beast, Israel, Middle East peace talks, Middle East wars. We're going to be talking about things like the end-time generation that we live in because we are living in the final days. So join us on the Property Zone.
we're back, um, and uh, I am so happy to be able to talk to y'all tonight. Um, I am not a seasoned broadcaster. I'm not. A, I don't try to jazz it up. I don't try to tell y'all how good it is to be with the house of the Lord. That's how I'm a couple. Of, I'm not here to do all of that. I'm just myself. I just be myself, uh, and that's all I can do. But I will tell y'all this. Uh, it's going to be hell on earth <laughs> in the rapture of the church. After the rapture of the church, it's going to be hell on earth. Uh, first three and a half years will be okay, uh, decent, I guess, but it will be still uh, un-American to be there <laughs> the first three and a half years. And then the last three and a half years will be, oh, my gosh. Uh, and uh, I'm not trying to scare you guys, but uh, I can tell you all this about the law and about the Ten Commandments and about God's commandments in the New Testament to command us to love one another, to command us to love our neighbors ourselves, to command us to love your wife as Christ for the church, to command us uh, the wife to be submissive to the husband. As, uh, but uh, let me say something on that issue, is that when you're submissive to your husband, the husband needs to turn around and love the wife. And that's what I'm learning. The husband needs to love the wife. Let me say that again. <laughs> we need to love the wife. So, therefore, it does not give you a dictatorial uh, atmosphere. You know, slap your wife around and call her names. Just don't happen that way, folks. But anyway, the commandments to rear your kids in the way they should go, which sometimes I mimic more Eli than I do anybody else. Uh, that's sad. Uh, no, I said, my kids ain't that bad, but they, you know, I I, I took over three kids uh, that were all grown, but at the same time, there, there's no excuse. Now, I pray, and we need to pray for our children. Um, we need to pray uh, for our kids, folks. I mean, that uh, it, we don't know what the age of accountability is. Uh, we don't know what the age of accountability is. I mean, it could be 15, it could be 14, it could be for some kids, it could be younger. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I think it's ridiculous. I love J. Vernon McGee, but he made a ridiculous statement that he thinks it's 27. I mean, in that case, once you just party like it's 1999 until you reach 27, is that why Jimi Hendrix and all those guys died at 27? <laughs> Oh my God! I love that man, though. I love Jay Vernon McGee, but don't make a statement. Of, I mean, I'm not that smart, but I mean, come on, are you serious? Twenty-seven? Oh, okay. But I, I haven't been to theology school, and I know it ain't twenty-seven. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, it could be if you, you know. Well, anyway, um, like I said, y'all, I'm not here to entertain anybody. I, I I just talk, you know. I just I believe that it is sad that people there four there four thousand people going to hell every day, uh, or going to wherever they're going to go, heaven, hopefully heaven. But uh, across America, I don't know. There's a count of people who die a day in America. And uh, I don't really technically remember the age um, or the amount of people who died. That's sad. The Bible says that hell is enlarged itself. So hell has no problem bringing you in. And it's and it's hard. It's not it's, it's not it's not hard to get to hell. Uh, it's not hard to get to heaven either because of the uh, grace that God gives us. But it, it is hard to understand the gospel, even though it is a simple book, because one of the parables Jesus wrote, is, he, says, I, he said, why do you speak in parables? He said, the seeing that they may not see and hearing that they might not hear. The gospel is a simple message. But he says, my people perish 
for lack of knowledge, and that is also distorted knowledge. That means that the gospel is sort of hid, but it's right there in your face. You understand? What I was going to say is uh, First Corinthians talked about uh, the devil has hidden and blinded the eyes of man. So it's sort of like the parable. And the gospel is now in the form of easy believism because people want to believe that they can go, they can kind of date, kind of sleep around with God once in a while. Yeah, if you know, catch my drift, you can go to church on Sundays, you can chill out on Sunday, you know, every other day of the week, you're fine. Handle your business when you got a problem. Handle it yourself because there's nobody greater than you, right? Uh, there's nobody that's more business, man. I'm the type of person, you know, who believe that uh, when God, when Jesus was walking the face of the earth, I mean, when you watch the movie, just watch the movie of Jesus, the real movie, and you see some of the people he had to deal with. But then we think about, hey, wait a minute. That's the people of the day, but far worse. So we be thinking that when Jesus is walking around and people are saying like mean things to him and stuff like, hey, this this society that we're living in today is just as mean. And with all of that being said, God dies for the ungodly folks. He dies for us, but he died, and he loves us so much that he won't leave us the same way. And when the Bible talks about in First John that if we say we have no sin, we make him alive. Uh, so, with that being said, this is the last point I want to make. A repentant lifestyle is biblical. A non-repentant lifestyle is not. And I repeat that again. A repentant lifestyle is biblical. A non-repentant lifestyle isn't. You say, well, didn't Jesus say one time, repent, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. If you go, I'm going to try to do this before the show ends. If you go to First John, uh, uh, First John, it's not the gospel job, but First John, chapter 1, verse 9. Let's back up, actually. Let's go to verse 8. It says, and this is verse 8. It says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. In verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, he says, have not sinned. That means every day. We make him a liar, and the truth is not in us. So, if you have a gradual lifestyle, you're laughing at people, you're lying, you're stealing, you're cheating. Or if you're just sitting on the couch eating bonbons, you might have to be kind of sitting on the couch eating bonbons, folks. And who am I to talk to? Have you weight? I'm losing weight, though. But God loves, God loves a cheerful giver. Send me $20. Touch the screen. All that crap, you're sitting down there watching bonbons, watching TVN all night. Uh, look, folks, you ain't, you ain't going to get saved by watching TVN. You ain't going to get saved by going to church once a week. You're not going to be saved by honoring the Ten Commandments. This is how you're going to be saved. You're going to be saved by putting on carriage after the horse. You're going to be saved by a relationship with Jesus Christ, loving him, being obedient to what he's saying in his word, loving his word, loving him, and loving other people. But the main thing that's going to keep you saved is what he did on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection. He's still alive. He loves you, and he wants to work through you. He's not going to leave you the same, folks. It's an everyday relationship with Christ. It's an everyday relationship. It's not a Monday, a Sunday night um, dinner at the church relationship. 
And then Monday through Friday, you don't even have to live like the devil. You can just live like one of the demons. You don't even have to live like one of the demons. Matter of fact, you can live like someone who's willing to uh, just be neutral. I had a track in, and uh, a track where you pass out, and uh, it, it says, how do you get to hell? And then you open the track, and it says, do absolutely nothing. You don't have, folks, you don't have to go to clubs and, and smoke crack and smoke marijuana and, and, and you know, look at pornography uh, to go to hell. You just do nothing. That's what the devil knows. Let me tell you a quick story. The devil was up in the third heaven. He was around his uh, uh, table, the conference table with the demons, and he says, how can we get people on earth to go to hell? He says, the uh, first angel raised his hand and said, tell them about religion. He said, well, we've been doing that for a long time. Next, well, tell them that uh, they can break all the rules and sleep around and they'll be okay. Nope, that's not going to work either because we've been doing that. Well, it's, it'll work, but we want massive people going to hell. And uh, somebody else raised his hand, we'll send them to war. Make more wars. And say, oh, we've been doing that too for a long time. And then one person raised his hand and said, I got a good one. Tell them they got all the time in the world. And that'll work every time. That's what Satan said. You know, folks, I'm here to tell you, that's what we believe. You know, I've had relatives that passed away the same exact day. I've had friends that passed away in car accidents and got shot and took the wrong medicine. And uh, unfortunately, they're not here with us. They're not here with us. Uh, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there who are listening to this show have the same ordeal. And they didn't have all the time in the world. They didn't have all the time in the world. That's sad, man. Um, now, once you go, you can't come back. Uh, we're going to be uh, looking for more um, hosts to come on and, and uh, talk about issues pertaining to Bible um, prophecy and uh, pertaining to Jesus' uh, second coming. Uh, that's a good news, folks. That's good news. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I want to be careful about saying I, I, I love people, uh, I, but the the Bible talks about First John two fifteen, love not the world and the things in the world. Um, you don't want to be a gloom and doomer and say the world's going to drop, the sky's going to fall tomorrow, but the sky may fall tomorrow, folks. Or it might fall five years from here. But the thing is, five years go quick, folks. Five years go fast. And if Jesus Christ to come back five years from here, or this year, or tomorrow, it goes mm-hmm. come quick. And the things that are happening in Egypt, the Lebanon, could happen all over the Middle East and spread to Asia and all these other places. And, or it can just fade off. Another birth pain. But the, the, ten years go fast too. I have uh, uh, nieces and nephews that when I was in and out of the army, now they're grown folks. I got one working for the Navy. I got a beautiful niece, two beautiful nieces, uh, actually four beautiful nieces. Uh, they are doing things, you know. Uh, the beautiful, uh, handsome uh, nephews and. Uh, I mean, these kids grew up fast. And 10 years can go by fast, folks. <laughs> 10 years can go by fast. So to say Jesus Christ can come back in 10 years, that's still fast, folks. So we'll just remember that. But God bless everybody out there. Uh, and remember what I, um, we talked about tonight. Uh, and God loves you. And he, he wants to save you. And, and not leave you the same. God bless y'all and y'all have a wonderful
God bless.